I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Momology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. This week, our marvelous mahogany mom is Malisha Singh. Her story of vulnerability is featured in the book, A Wife's Superpower, 10 Courageous Stories of How to Practice Your Superpower to Draw the Love You Need from Your Husband. Congrats, my dear Congratulations, friend. sis. And if you would like to be featured or know of a mom who should be featured on our show, feel free to send us a direct message or email, and we'll have that in our show notes for you. Awesome. Cool. Let's get on with the show. What are we talking about today, Tosh? Let's talk finances. Ooh. So America's cost of living is increasing. However, we are being compensating or our compensation remains stagnant. Mm-hmm. One can argue that as such, it is becoming increasingly difficult to sustainably live on one income, forcing us to live in a two-income household, right? Mm. This may be reflective as a single person having multiple jobs for or multiple streams of income, right? Mm-hmm. Or as a married person, having your partner provide that additional income, hence two incomes. And... And possibly mm. having additional streams of income Sense. in that married household, right? Yeah. So, of course, the simple answer would be to manage your finances better, right? Yes, Just, that, yeah. You know, less in, mm-hmm. more out, whatever, well. whatever, whatever. <laughs> then it wouldn't, and then, you know, your stress would be relieved of it all, right? Oh. The factors. Actually, it's quite complex, even if you are living within your means. And then we even have to think about the time spent outside of work or maybe the lack of time that we are spending with our families to provide that additional income. Mm. Even with a high income, one can still live or what they consider living uh, at poverty level. So we are discussing having rich-ish income and asset-poor expenses. Asset-poor expenses, whether it be debts, asset-poor, uh, whether it mean less time with okay. your kids. Okay. So I'm looking the assets in two factors. Okay. All right. Interesting. So I'm doing my research behind this, and the one thing you want to think about in that middle class uh, household is additional expenditures if mm-hmm. we're looking for money, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the 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 thought process behind it is although we are middle class or even upper middle class, there may be more expenses associated with being in that income range. More you, money, more problem. More exactly. You're having more student loan debt. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. You're making more money, but in order to attain making that money, you had to go probably the longer you went to certain education factor, exactly. lawyers, the doctors out exactly. there. Yeah. On that ter- on Even that- the teachers, funny enough, because they got, it, yeah. They, well. oh, bless, bless them. Yeah. If you are a healthcare professional, you have to think about things like malpractice insurance. That's already mm. on top. And that is a hefty uh, premium. Okay. Yeah. You know, wow. It, it right, right, and don't be a specialized doctor or a um, one of those high 
highly notarized, no highly specialized doctors, dermatologists, or something, where the malpractice is just asinine. Oh, okay. Wow. Thousands of dollars. Goodness. So you want to think about those expenditures as well, on top of your monthly expenses. Yeah. And then you want to also think about, like I mentioned, having that high income may come with less time for your family. So if you are making a whole lot of money, Mm -hmm. you're probably, and I will say a stretch, spending more time out of the house in order to get said income. That. That seems to be in the consensus of a lot of the other articles that I've read. Exactly. So if you have a family, you are spending less time with your family in order to make them financially stable. Yes. So that is a problem of itself. Yeah. So those early years. In the early years. years, Unfortunately. Yeah. Which as some probably... People will say are the most important, just as important in any year, but just probably the most important years in a child's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That interaction. Exactly. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. With that, and then imagine like having like two parents that are both high income. Mm-hmm. They're both out of the home. I.e., then it's becoming that poor time, not poor, bad management of time, but um. I don't even want to say it's a bad management it's, of time. It's, just, it's being poor on time. Yes. It, time poor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> time poor is the correct terminology for it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. Um, you made a really great point earlier in terms of talking about the topic of we we have an increased cost of living. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this article from Investopedia that, you know, we're always comparing like we talk about, oh my gosh, you know, I got this raise, but it's not stretching really far, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And and funny enough, no, it's not really stretching far because would have cost us twenty dollars in nineteen ninety eight, actually would cost us now nearly thirty one dollars. Plain and simple. But yeah, we're barely even getting a three percent rate. If if you even get the rights. And sometimes that raise just gets eaten up in taxes. Exactly. So you're probably coming home with maybe like. 30 One, cents, maybe. On the dollar, yeah. On the dollar. Mm-hmm. 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 So oh, that's yeah. already, so you're already trying to work more and more and more to make up for just the cost of living. Mm-hmm. So that time of working, working, working is taking away less and less and less of relaxation, spending time with family, whatever your heart desires in your day-to-day. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And so... In my research, I noticed that I'd come across a, a, a very interesting statistics that mm. they were saying. Let me let me shoot a couple things to you. Okay. Fact is, Americans spend the bulk of their money in three areas. Oh. Housing, transportation, food. I agree. Right? Off off top. Off top. I mean, I can see that. Because you know what? When you, you know, we both have lived in various cities and whatnot, and when you think about it. Especially now being here in Dallas, we are driving longer. Yes. Regardless of how, I mean, every city is going to be different on their cost of gas. But, I mean, it hasn't been, the average hasn't really dropped back down for a very long time. And it, and it yeah, it dips in it, it, yeah, it, a I little mean, bit. I mean, we all get excited when it gets to $1.70 here, but um, I, I think we're like, 
now 10 more years away from that ever again. But but we're driving longer distances is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where you live, let's just say you live on ABC Street and it's in just, you know, just a little immediate area, five mile radius. That in that five mile radius is not going to be where your job is at. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. I feel like more often than not, you're probably driving what? 30 minutes, 45 on average. Some people might be. I know there's research I mean, I'm out not, there that yeah. shows you what the median commute time is to yeah. work. I know or it's something just, like And maybe it's just minutes. more or less time because you could be just sitting in traffic. Right. But it may not necessarily be it takes you 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Your commute a, time is. Is factored in with everybody else going in the same direction. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, commute times are longer, whether it be you're paying money in gas or you're paying money in alternate forms of transportation. I can speak in New York. The subway system is probably the most efficient way to go. Yeah. However, MTA has steadily increased their... Jeez their um oh goodness fares uh-huh. bus and 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 subway steadily to the point that it's almost it is gas prices to the gallon wow more <laughs> more actually i'm not going to lie yeah so if you before when i used to live there say if i traveled mainly by subway i would use a metro card and the okay. monthly mo- metro card you get unlimited amount of rides or whatever you pay x it's the best way to go it's the best way to go I'm aging myself. When I was there, the monthly Metro card was, it had started at like $90. When you were a child or like, no, the now last, when you like, just the, to like as an adult. So like, you okay. know, basically I said I left, I left New York, you know, in like 2000, I'd say like 2004, 2005, right? Okay. And at the time, Metro cards probably like $90 upwards to, it was like a buck 20. What a was, month. When what? How much was it when you were like a kid? <laughs> now I'm, I'm really mean, aging myself. Well, I'm, just, I mean, just for you know, <laughs> comparison standpoint. Yeah, because if I can remember, like, I feel like ninety doesn't seem much. But then again, no, it's a lot. Okay, one way <clears throat> when we use the token system of the subway and the train, one way used to be, I want to say like. 70 between like 75 cents and like 90 90 cents a one way that was when I was a little kid okay and then you, let me talk to my mother my mother would be like I remember when it was you know like you know like 25 cents or 45 cents one way or something like wow. that you know but that was way back in the 60s you know in the 50s but yeah so you know mm. when I left you know just just my my point being, it's all relative as yeah. far as the, the the expenditure on transportation alone. Yeah. And time, because you still are sitting in traffic or going somewhere in You're route. You're not getting there any way faster. Being in route. So if I lived in Brooklyn and I was going into the city, depending where in the city, it would take me 30, 40 minutes subway that's just going because subway stops and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's not like they added more trains. <laughs> So, so, moving on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's still the fastest way to go, you know. It's still it the is. fastest I way to go to New York City. Can't but complain. definitely I agree, like, housing, um, I think definitely, you know, every city has their cost of living that has definitely increased. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, food. I mean, 
Yeah. And so my point to those three factors, housing, transportation, and food, depending on where you are on that income spectrum, you're paying a substantially more amount in one area than the other. For Mm. example, again, according to the research that I had come across, lower income spend a high proportion of their income on just housing. Yeah, I can see that. Whereas higher income people, and I'm not talking middle class, just the high income people, spend their proportion on insurance and retirement, right? Things that, as a as a lower income person, trying to save re- for retirement is is way down my thought process. Just mm-hmm. trying to survive and stay in my apartment slash home is where I'm at right yeah. now. So that's where we see those big those big gaps as okay. far as income proportions. Okay, mm. and then. To put this all in perspective, we we also need to start to talk about what defines middle class. And to me, I feel like is a moving target Mm. of a definition. Yeah. I don't think there is any clear-cut definition. Research out there gives you a wide income span for middle class income being, what were they saying, probably 50s all the way up to... 125. I think it depends upon what city, state, and yeah. Exactly. And middle class will serve because, you. Because someone who is, say, making 150 in certain cities, they could be a rich person. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and that's to my point. So. It just depends. The other article I kind of skimmed through. You can still be making six figures. You know, if you make a hundred you can make a hundred thousand dollars in New York City and still be poor. Yes. Just because the cost of living. Mm -hmm. cost. Yeah, exactly. California, Mm -hmm. same thing. Yep. It's just right where you live and you've got to make that right amount in that low cost of living. That's why, not to go on a tangent, you probably see such a great migration of, because we are Black Mom Podcast, African-American families like migrating to just literally all over and you're seeing that rise of percentages, particularly in the South, because the South is a low cost of living. Yeah. So they're trying to stretch their dollar more. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it comes down to. In order to maintain and remain in the middle class. Yes. So historically, yeah, we had that great migration after, um, you know, during Jim Crow and civil rights from the South to the North, because we move for pro- for economic prosperity, mm-hmm. and we did start to truly define, give a good definition of being a middle class family. But now, society has changed the cost of living in America as a whole. So now you're seeing the reverse migration. People are coming, quote unquote, back home. They're coming. I've, I've seen that. I like, can't article. even say. Well, some people call it like returning. Returning home. home oh, we're, we're just migrating to the South. I yeah. can't say. The South is not my home. Well, yeah. No, no. You know no, what I mean? That, like yeah. a whole other country, technically, yeah. would be my home, you know? <laughs> so I'm just moving or we're all, we're all just trying to move places where we can survive. It's a, it is a survival technique. It is. It is. So, yeah, you're seeing a boom in 
you know, these southern and cities. I think, I think people try to do it, too, because people are wanting to live basically their best life, as well as make sure their kids yeah. enjoy mm-hmm. a really great life. Right. So why why not try to move where you can afford to do it? Right, all? right. So. I would be interested to see the boom in other known, like other lesser known cities, particularly for black folks, like okay. for them to come to that realization. For example, we can say, all right, Atlanta was a black Mecca, right? True. People move there. Um, Charlotte, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, those are yeah, trending. They up. Mm-hmm. Those are slowly trending places. I'm curious to see like someplace like, I don't know, like Albuquerque or like mm. Phoenix or, you know what I mean, where it is a lower cost of living and, you know, you can, you can, you know, make a decent amount of money there. I'm just curious to see. Yeah. Other Southern, other Southern places that we don't hear that often. Other cities. Dallas being one of them. Dallas is one of these trending cities that, well, yes. you know, are, mm-hmm. are moving or you didn't consider. And I know things like New Mexico, you have to have a booming metropolitan area too, as well for for black folk to come in. You know what I mean? I think like, it has to give you another reason. Like it's it's either your job moves you, because mm-hmm. that's another reason why Dallas is booming. Mm-hmm. That certain headquarters are moving into these areas. So yeah. it's not necessarily just, oh, okay, we found gold back in 1949 and everyone, let's go find gold. The, the gold happens to be moving. 1849. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, I like, can't believe I said 1949. <laughs> I'm going to hear about that. Um, but it's like now the gold itself yeah, is yeah. moving. So people are continuously following the gold. Mm-hmm. So in this case, you have certain Fortune 500, Fortune 1000 companies that are moving to certain cities because they're probably getting tax breaks. Because they're trying to also, too, make more bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. And that means, okay, well, do we want to relocate all of our teams? Okay, well, they you know, they have to yeah. pay out for that. Yeah. But in the long run, they probably see it as less expensive than staying put because they they too are yeah. trying to survive yeah we move for the so, company we yeah. move for our jobs mm-hmm. you know? and then now you have of course you know more entrepreneurship taking place and who can foster that more dallas is on that list of course mm-hmm. of being able to foster that but everyone everyone's chasing the, the check yeah yeah, yeah. And, and at the same time at what point are we chasing the check so much that we're not our time is like our our things, other things that we would enjoy is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. When is it enough? Yeah, and I don't know if I have an answer for that. No, it's okay. I do. I do say that for our for our momologists as well. That's- Be- and I bring that up because there was this book as we were, you know researching for this topic, I came across this book called Momo. And it's a German-written novel. It was actually written in, like, 1973. Yes, I have the the year correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, the whole book is about... um, It has themes of consumerism and stress. And and, uh, in one area, or really the overall of it, people are persuaded to save time by eliminating everything, quote-unquote, not useful. 
One, uh, one of the people was so influenced that they cut out their girlfriend. They sold their pet. They stopped singing, reading, visiting friends. And basically, they worked thinking that there. it's basically the book about, like, they did certain things. They cut out time so they could try to save time. Mm. But, like, they were supposed to hand over, like, their time to this. It's a fantasy novel. It's really weird. It's supposed to be a fantasy novel at the time. But when you think about it, it's happening. I, in a weird way. It is. As I'm thinking, you know what as I mean? you're it's talking about it. Me- it's like scientifically they're doing it. It's wow. like It's a sci-fi like novel of it's sorts. Sci- like, it's- they're giving away their time to these people. They're like, okay, well, help me figure out how to um, save time. So they're cut like these people or whatever persons help them figure out how to cut down time. But those people who are like, Telling them how to cut down time were taking their time and using it for themselves. They were outsourcing their time? They were like, yeah, in a way, like they like put it in a bank, quote unquote. But then they thought like, okay, so Natasha, you you were um you were trying to save time. And you're like, okay, how do I save my time, Mel? So I would tell you, okay, well, stop um talking to so-and-so down the street. Okay. That'll save you five minutes. Will you give me that five minutes to put in your bank? Because you think later on I'll have five minutes. Mm-hmm. The people you're giving it to, the bankers, mm-hmm. weren't gonna ever give that time back to you. They were like using it for themselves. And it kept them alive. Does that not sound like corporate America and making you work overtime? Boom. In the hopes that, oh yeah, you're gonna get all this PTO if you work this extra. As a result, yeah. you don't. Mm, 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 mm. When so, sci-fi becomes reality, and this was written in like 1973. I'm gonna read it. Look at me. I'm gonna read it tomorrow. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how I roll. So, so I do have. I will uh, make sure that link is in our show notes. But interesting. Yes, it's there's different excerpts, and I remember like I was doing further research, and a prime minister of Germany like was actually talking about how it's still prevalent today in like their speech, like they were giving some type of speech about time and how people are so focused on making money, which is nothing wrong with that, but just how much people were focused on that that they were not taking time to spend time with one another. As you were describing the premise of that book, the one thing that came to mind is the rise of social media, being on Ooh. Facebook. And I know we kind of talked a little bit about we talked self-care, about it, like, not even episode self, nine, but, but Past yes. episodes as far as, you know, why can't I find friendships? Why can't I mm. find girlfriends? Things like that, et cetera, et cetera. Get off the phone. We are, quote-unquote, saving our time or our outside time, face-to-face, real-life time by being behind the computer mm-hmm. and pers- participating in groups. And if I sit behind the computer, I can essentially still multitask. Yes. And as you were describing that, I was thinking, okay, that's somebody who, you know, I, I'm no no shaming because I am an introvert as well. You know, that introvert <laughs> who just, you know, cannot go out and just you know, interact, but are extroverts on social media, as I'll I'll say. Keyboard courage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So as you were describing that, that's the one thing that came to mind, how we, because of it, are lacking that social or or that face-to-face time with individuals that we'd rather save it and bank it behind computer. Yep. Yay. Yay. Yep. But all all in all, 
I was also trying to talk about, def- as I was going back, defining that middle class, what middle yeah. class is and our income. And uh, it was a hard, it was a hard fat percentage to look up, particularly not so much middle class, because we can find that right now, as of 2000. 15, middle class comprised of 50%, 49.9% of America. You know what was hard? What Finding was hard? the percentage of African Americans that fall under middle class. You would think like Is that this was, a census thing? Are we going to be able to find this, I guess, in 2020? Well, we should always be finding that. You know I mean, that's I know, not a, I know, but I mean. My point being, it was such a moving target. Like it was one percentage. So for the most part, they say on average, African Americans make up fourteen percent of the middle class. Mm. I've got In the, the and 50 I got these, to the one fifty k range. Is what yes, we're going to yeah, use? Yeah, yeah, we're going to okay. use that. And I got that statistic okay. from excuse me, Pew, well, no, I didn't get that. I got it from Brookings, Brookings, which is okay. a, which is. Very similar to to Pew Research, the Pew Research Center. Oh, okay, yeah. And so, yes. However, so so I'm going to throw some stats at you, right? Forty nine point nine percent in two in 2015, statistically, are middle class, right? Mm -hmm. However, seventy percent of Americans consider themselves middle class. Hmm. Okay. So there's that thirty percent. Are people define twenty percent? Are people define themselves based upon their financial figure, or people define themselves based upon lifestyle? I think it's lifestyle. I I think it's a subjective percentage. Yeah. However, the point being is that the numbers don't lie. So if you're if you make X amount, you know. Technically, you can, in that amount, can be considered an upper middle class, or maybe you are not middle class. You're actually at poverty level. It's just in the mind of how you perceive Mm -hmm. your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, again, 70% of Americans consider themselves um, middle class, right? That makes sense. 14%, like I said, of African Americans are defined as middle class. Let me throw another let me throw another bombshell. Okay. Stat at you. Same thing from the Brookings research. Okay. By 2042, African Americans will comprise of drumroll. 15% of the middle class. How is that possible, yo? 25 years. We ain't doing too much of a. We ain't gonna move. Not a needle. One. Not a needle. Are we? Are we just mainly poor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the black ass bottom line of that. And it, no fault to our own. Or are they just? Tr- and I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say it again. No fault to our own. History, as we, as as the kitchen table, as we always will talk. You know, we never started on equal footing. We never started on equal footing. True. So, but we can't move the needle like a couple percentage? Mel. Okay. As they said, we have not started on equal footing. What's the other stat that I used to hear? Like, oh my God, it doesn't. Anyway, I'm not even going to make shit up. Excuse me. But 
like we can't <laughs> we cannot we can't win we sure. can't win we, we can't, can't, can't win for losing we can't come up faster enough right when the white family makes literally two times as much as us quote unquote in the middle class right if you want to throw out that 50 to 1 to 125 150 excuse me percent in my middle class if i make 70 as as a sole person that next white person is making 120 easy mm. easy so it's no fault to our own that's why the needle is not going to budge and please, mammologist, please, I want y'all to contest me on this. If my numbers are way off, if I'm just literally talking out the side of my ear. I mean, I've heard that statistic. You know? And I'm just like, we just can't move the needle. We further. cannot. Not fast and No. In my lifetime, no. So we're working. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For what? For That's what? what? Don't work. No, no. I'm, I'm not just saying, saying no, you got just, to live. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to eat. <laughs> I'm but, just saying we're 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 expending so much energy mm-hmm. doing triple, is, third, yeah. double being time, being twice all, as hard, to, being you know working twice as hard to um, be yeah. half or whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever Papa saying. Pope said. Yeah, in, whatever in that, that thing is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it don't mean. Jack. 25 years, we're going to move. Let that sink in. And that's something, yo, You look at me, that's something you need to talk to your local elected officials about black or white and let them know, like, okay, what are you bringing into my city, into my district jurisdiction to help me reduce transportation, <laughs> housing, and food? Because since those are the three biggest components. Come on, Mel. It's since those are the three biggest components. Come on. Ele- you reduce housing costs or make, i.e., affordable housing. I don't want to say reduce housing costs, but re- affordable housing. Quality affordable Quality, housing. Yeah, don't play with me. Don't <laughs> play with me. Because we can sit here and say affordable housing and it'll look a hot trash mess. And they throw up. And, and I know up, I've seen some places. And they'll throw up a yards that are like, yes. And they'll throw up a shack and be what like, a, what a half a yard. Talking about, well, I gave you housing. No. No. Quality affordable housing, transportation that is to your job close by. So that means, i.e., bringing in quality jobs. Bringing in quality jobs. Not just focusing on one industry specific. I'm referring to blue and white collar jobs. Okay. Let's get rid of, let's have an equal balance of, as far as transportation, yes. have an equal balance of. Public, li- public and, and walkability distance, driving distance, all of those things. Because the sprawling they, suburb, they ain't hearing us. They ain't the hearing sprawling us. suburb, how is that working? How has that worked? It depends on which suburb you're referring to. No, but I'm just saying. Our like, brothers and sisters up in Frisco are feeling okay in Plano. They are okay. They? Them tax, Some of them. Them tax, they complaining about taxes too. I think I think people will just complain about taxes regardless. Complain about, re- Okay, but I'm not okay. <laughs> I say, but I mean, like, if you talk about no, walkability, I, my point being like uh, the jobs cities that mimic that sprawling suburb life, 
L.A. is one of them. Like, you can't, like, you got to drive everywhere to get into L.A. And add three hours to your day before mm-hmm. you leave the house to go no to, matter to, how, to the no, water. No matter how, how many Santa lanes, Monica? no matter how many lanes you put on the, the 401 or the 110. <laughs> okay. They, they ain't trying they, to hear all, you right now. All of them nine lanes are full of traffic. All nine. <laughs> and you don't pay $5 a gallon for gas. Mm-hmm. So let's let's try to find that balance of walkability and sustainability. And food. And food. Because of our brothers and sisters live in food deserts. Come on now. I know we kind of went off on a tangent. But it, no, not really, because it still fits in with we're working this hard and look at what we're getting in return. Not another. Right? Our return of investment sucks, doesn't it? And then you still got to deal with quality of child care, education, which you didn't mention that we're, without, they're not a part of the big components, but I'm sure for the average family, average black family, mm-hmm. it's going to be education. It's going to be quality of child care. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, okay, well, then there's time factored into that. And then it's activities for you and your children. If I had more time, primarily for the child, but yeah, I was gonna say, you know but if I, mean? I if I had more outside time, you know, I wouldn't have to go out and outsource activities. I would be spending my time in my yard with my child, like it used to be. Goes back to that book, Momo. You about to read that book? Huh? I am. I'm gonna read it tomorrow. <laughs> like I'm gonna read it tomorrow. I am, and come back next week and be, be like, like yo, I can't believe you did this. Yo, let me tell you. <laughs> yes, I, I do read. When I have the time, I do read like that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. But no, know, it, it really does. That. It does jump into all those factors. So no, I don't think we're going off on a tangent. I just think we're just giving people different ways of looking at it. So where does that leave us? So I think that's why some people where you say, well, where does that leave us? I think that's it, it's a partial reason. I don't know the percentage, but I feel like it's a partial reason why there are more entrepreneurs out there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to mix more of the work-life balance. Um, granted, money is one of the things. I mean, there's other reasons, but yeah. for the purpose of this particular episode, it's that work-life balance, especially more African-American women moms, they're like, you know what, I got to get a side hustle. And then that side hustle is going to lead to my full-time hustle. And and being in the entrepreneur state, because then they can go, you know what, my kid has an awards assembly on Thursday at 9 a.m. I am the boss. So the boss says, I can go to the assembly <laughs> at 9 a.m. Okay. Whereas in some other jobs, you can't do that. Not with repercussion. Exactly. I hear you. And then you miss out. I hear you. You miss out on, on your child growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or being able to just say, you know what, let's go to the park. Or let's go and enjoy certain cities like that are within your city. Or just be able to walk, just go to the park and just chill out with your kids and have a picnic. Where else, where else that leaves us? Which could sprawl off into another topic? It, it's going to. And that's um, okay. And, you, and we kind of sort of spoke about that. I'm highly educated. I can make income, but I choose to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, we're going to have to say that for another episode, but that's good. But that's where that also spoils from. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur, overall saying like, you know what, fucking, I'm going to just try to make do with what I can because I feel like raising my kids or seeing my kids grow up is much more important. Mm-hmm. And once they become a certain age, then I'm going to deal, then we can 
come back And some back of those articles it. talked about that, how people were then thinking, you know what? All this stress is not worth it it's no not. more. Yeah. So so someone does I'm going to just go, deal with it. I'm going to just someone, have to do. Yeah, some people just deal with it or they say, you know what? Someone just says, you know what? I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And then and the other, the, someone else becomes the breadwinner. Yeah, and let the chips fall. And then another made. reason why there's a migration because someone's like, you know what? We're we're doing too much. We do. So then the, the migration from one big city down to the smaller cities. Let me tell you. Look at me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> we gonna get a pulpit for for Tosh. Nah, <laughs> no, I need no, 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 no. But it makes sense because overall, it's your. It is not only your financial. Um, well-being. It is your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Out here doing too much, having a three-hour commute, you know, round trip. So you I can even tra- so I can so I can go ten miles. No, thank you. Nah, son. Nah. <laughs> like you oh. don't spend like all your money on gas. All of it. Your kids see you maybe two hours having, out of a, having a whole out con- of a twenty four hour day having a whole conversation with the driver next to me because we just we just here. I be having a whole conversation with Joe Madison. I'm just saying, you we spend more time with the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> listening to us continue to listen to the I podcast. Mean, I know. <laughs> Folks done turned us off. I know, like, click. No, continue to listen to us because we speak the truth. We speak. Imagine us just sitting in the passenger side with you. I mean, that's why we keep it to less than an hour. Exactly. Or do we need to make it more than an hour? Depending. Nah, I can't. Some of y'all binge listening. See y'all on the third episode, binge listening. So, yeah, but you're absolutely right. We doing too much. Mm-hmm. We doing too much. Two jobs for a mortgage, three jobs for just a mortgage so I can live because I have to, you know, living in this metropolitan area, this is the cost of living. Ridiculous. Like, it's too much. I I would in a hot second pack up and move. I agree. And now sometimes, like you, you know, going back to what you said before about, you know, talking to your congressmen, your local council people and all that. Yes, that's another that's another topic we need to work on because some of us are not being advocates for ourselves. Election season mm. is here. It's, I can't even say around the corner. It I, is here. I don't think it ever goes away. It never no. I feel like ever since no, I got to the age of eighteen, it's never gone away. Primaries, but now the heightened sense of yes. it, because we've got fifty eleven people in the Democratic Party running. Yeah. We've got, you know, Lord. we've got, I mean, I'm going to call it how I see it. Call it. <laughs> so. Is anybody not running in the Democratic? I know I'm fitting to run. <laughs> everybody running. Same thing Republicans, too, you know, locally, locally, because some of them are fighting, fighting for their life, too. That's true. You know, te- Texas finna be, Texas is battleground. And yeah. again, this goes back to what you're saying. We need to be more involved in our local situations. Sure. Because I don't want to say parishes and all that stuff. Like, your local situation. Y'all know what I mean. So, g- take a stance on, okay, what's important to in our family? Because you got to have goals at this point, you know. And we talked about smart goals in the last episode. But you got to have goals. So, if your goal to reduce... So you can have a great peace of mind and be more time rich. Is it 
reduced of or affordable housing is you're saying, you know what, we need more, you know, quality grocery stores or what have you. Get behind that. Don't just be sitting here keyboard courage all day. Figure car carve out some time. Figure out maybe you gotta involve the kids. I don't know, but at some point, you can't always just keep moving around. Yeah. And being nomads. Yeah, and I, yeah, there, yeah. Some people, they are fantastic at being a nomad, and some families are fantastic at that. But look, the other, um, whatever percentage, not uh, 80, 86% of y'all that will not make it to the middle class, um, y'all, can't, can't, y'all cannot be nomads the rest of your life. We just can't. Yeah. We need to take a, a foothold and a ground and push through. And make changes. So we can try to move the needle and from 15% to say, I don't know, 25. Well, and also, maybe to, I'm asking too much. No, you're not asking too much because that is a hot topic. The middle class is dwindling. Oh, yeah. It's either you're poor or you're super rich. Because we keep increasing the cost of other things, but then our but that's income not, is. That's not, but also, that's no fault to our own. That's not our fault. Oh, I. Yeah, well, because we're not advocating. We're not. So, and we're not buying from the small business. We're not doing certain things. So to add on to your point of saying be involved, being, being involved and informed will hopefully help us preserve this middle class. Because there's nothing yes. wrong with being middle class. Oh, I it's grew fantastic. Up, it's fantastic. a fantastic... I am, I am who I am because yeah. mm-hmm. I grew up in a middle class family, middle working class family. Yeah. Period. It's fantastic. There's nothing wrong. We need to preserve that because, you know, I have no aspirations to be super rich. It's lonely at the top. <laughs> I mean, one can argue, but I got money to not be lonely. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. Um, we not trying to buy like educations or anything. <laughs> Sorry, too, too too soon. Too soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, be involved and informed to preserve and maintain and 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 grow that middle class. So yes, through buying small businesses, through you know. Running up on your elected official. <laughs> she said running up. Okay. When okay, the time needs waters. to be. <laughs> yo. <laughs> like, yo. I am. Knock on some doors. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying I am who I am, you know. No, and ask these right. questions and let them know. Like, listen. Go to forums. Ask the questions. You know. Ask what the strategic plan. If you are moving, if you are no man, you know, and you move to another that place. Cool. Ask them, well, what is your five-year strategic plan for your city? Oh. Because oh. if you are continuing to perpetuate that suburban lifestyle, you know, at what cost does it be? Taxes, you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to do this, but you not, y'all ain't going to put no sidewalks on here? Come on. I like to run. I like my kids to run up and mm-hmm. down on a bike, you know? So we can't continue to, um, you know, have these kind of bedroom communities. And, you know, that's the term I love to throw around. Um <laughs> Ask them, ask these questions. What's the five-year plan for your city? 10-year plan, 25-year plan, truly. You know, and not that's them just plan. listing things. Not them, just, literally them saying, well, it's X, Y, Z, and this is how I wish to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are things. That, that's really good. That's yeah. really good. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, 
all in all, it's kind of like, I mean, I hate to end. I hate to end on that sad-ass statistic. (laughs) But it's a sad-ass statistic. (laughs) But sometimes you got to take lemons and make them lemonade. Okay, bad statistic. But at the same token, it's not like it cannot change. And we can do things to make it change. We have the power to do so. We know we can start businesses. We know we can. There's various of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with this this topic, it's one where people have to stop and take note. Um, I use the term loosely of come to Jesus meeting with ourselves and our families and go, what are we doing? And that's what I took from the topic itself when we're okay. like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. The topic is what what do I want or what what do I feel like my mom should walk away with? And that is take stock of what's important. Mm-hmm. As for your family and how can you grow your family and move it forward in an enjoyable, peaceful manner? Or what do you want for yourself? Knowing that you know all this, that bad statistic, some people don't know that. You mm-hmm. only know what you know. Mm-hmm. And we are super hyper-focused on ourselves and what we want for our family. Rightfully so. Rightfully true, so. True. Also consider what you want and what your fellow neighbor would want. Ooh, all right now. How how what you're doing impacts your neighbors. Period. mm and if we could all just to start having that kind of thought process, maybe I can see a needle moving. Man. I had to write that one down because that was a statement. <laughs> no, all. for real. That's, That's good. all, you okay. know. All right. And so I wanted to come, I wanted this, I wanted folks to come away with this episode not thinking. I, I know the the topic, the headline itself, you know, you may have thought like, oh, finance from a financial standpoint, like a financial misnomer. Like it's not about like folks, you know, we're money rich and time poor. It's not a, about a mismanagement of funds. It's not. I mean, although those right. are things, yep. you know, these, mm-hmm. these are true factors of, of things like that. Not not that it's just a matter of like, OK, how we live right now in society is is a very capitalistic, money-hungry society mm-hmm. forcing us to be this way. Consumerism is is adding on so much stress. Right. As an American person. person. Mm-hmm. As an African-American person, super, super, super mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. Super hard. Mm-hmm. How can we move forward in trying to live prosperally, you know? <laughs> You should see her face. I should took a picture of it. <laughs> How can we find that good balance, that good work-life balance? And just live and live and live not only for ourselves, but, you know, basically have the moral compass to live, you know, for your neighbor as well. You know, if that makes sense. It does. That, I will say, I don't know if that makes sense. No, anyway. it does. You're right on the money. But your final money. thoughts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Pun intended. Sorry, yeah, pun, I walked into that one. Um, What's your final thought, Mel? My final thought is, um, like I said, the topic itself um, 
and our discussion really makes me go, where do I need to take stock? And like you said, taking stock with my family, where do I want to move things forward and how we as a family are impacting our neighbor mm-hmm. so they can also live prosperous mm-hmm. and, 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 and enjoy and relax because, like you said, with that statistic and, and coupled with that book, Momo, it's like, you doing all this for what, boo? You doing all this. So I guess my final thought is, you doing all this for what, boo? <laughs> that's a t-shirt. That's the final thought. You. <laughs> that's, my t- that's my t-shirt saying right now. With a girl with her snap finger like, what you doing all this for, boo? <laughs> and, we'll, and I'll probably put, the, put that out there to our mammologist. What are you doing all this for, boo? Yeah. Yeah, we want to live. Absolutely. We trying to live our best lives, mm-hmm. you know. But at the end of the day, I mean, we also got to live for us. We got to live for our neighbor, too. We yeah. all we all got to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel. Well, please check out additional resources and links in our show notes where you can find out more information about our topics and um, as well as previous information. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email at M-A-H-O-G-A-N-Y-M-O-M-O-L-O-G-Y, that's Mahogany Mammology, at gmail.com. Then continue the conversation via our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Until next time, this is Mel. And I'm Tosh. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye.